Welcome in to another edition of Keg Jams presented to you by the Tapping the Keg Sports Podcast. Uh, my guy, Shaykhan, me, we are doing this pretty much do it every month. Um, I would say this is the January edition. Uh, we talk about what's happening in sports. We talk about a little bit of topics outside, I mean, outside of the sports realm, as well as things that are happening, you know, going on in Milwaukee, going on just in the world itself. And it blends music and sports, and we put songs to different topics, um, Packers, Brewers, Badgers, uh, Bucks. No Badgers today, actually, but you get the idea. Um, so a little different from what Mitch and I do, what I do um, solo. Um, and we get to talk to our guy, Shay Ken, and hopefully you guys then go out to see him perform um, when he's out there. So let's welcome in. Shay Ken, what's happening, buddy? What's going on, man? It's been. It feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it's. I think it's been actually like six weeks now. So we uh, might have to get on more of a three th- every three weeks or something like that. I know there is a big uh, Milwaukee event uh, slowly approaching, starting in, on March the fourth. Which I realized <laughs> I have I have Marquette tickets that day and uh, didn't oh, realize. Uh, yeah, so there's not only not. Not only is there a shuffle, but there is Marquette Senior Day. Um, no word on the time. They Big East are doing like, um, like dynamic scheduling. So based on you know performance and everything like that, and so we'll see where where they put Marquette. But uh, Morgan actually, my wife informed me, oh, I can't go. I have a baby shower during the day. So if it's a day game, I you know can bring a friend, and then it's like, well, might as well just stay out and do a little shuffling after. You know, why not? I mean, there's no good, there's no good time to schedule that game, you know, because it's uh, the shuffle starts at noon usually. So it's if it's like an early start, it's just going to be a shit show from you know noon till mm-hmm. bar close. If you do it in the afternoon, you have got people going to the bar crawl, then they're going to the game, and then they're likely going back out. And if it's late, you know, which I don't, I don't think they would, but if it's late, it's just bar crawl into that yeah zombies basically you know at that I mean? point yeah. at that point you're just dealing with like the last of us i haven't seen that show yet i know it's like a zombie uh-huh. show Real kind good. of Very good. yeah it's well i mean we that could be a whole topic in itself i, I want to get into it but like these hour and a half fucking shows like i just don't have the time like i yeah. i still haven't finished stranger things mostly because the the shows, are, the episodes are like, it's like a movie. I, I, it's yeah. an investment, man. It's like, can't we just 60 minutes or less than 60 minutes and go? Yeah, to be fair, the um, I think the uh, the pilot is just the one that's long, okay. an hour and a half one. Because I watched the second episode yesterday and it was only an hour. But still, okay. I mean, it's it's a commitment for sure. Yeah, yeah. busy man. Got a lot going on. Speaking of busy, um, what do you have going on? When, uh, when can the folks of Milwaukee see you next? Yeah, this is um I guess calendar week is is actually pretty busy. So Friday I met brothers. Um okay. I believe school gets back um this either came back this week or the following week is when kids get back. So that that should be a decent weekend. I was actually at brothers um 2 weeks ago and uh was a really good crowd. So um awesome. Also one of my favorite spots. Um I'm actually doing a Friday day gig also um in the early evening at uh third street market hall um they started doing djs kind of from six o'clock to nine o'clock and uh so that's just it's nice to have a second second kick there that day so um 
Yeah, Friday will be Third Street and then Brothers, and then I got nothing on Saturday. But the following Tuesday, uh, I have R&B Tuesdays, which is uh, a three-year-long party going on at the Miramar every Tuesday. R&B, totally different vibe. Um, fun for me to switch it up. Uh, that following Wednesday, so a week from today, um, is Trinity, um, and then which is always crazy. And then yeah. I'll be at Sophie on that following Saturday. So, um, you know, a good little stretch of of gigs here, uh, which is nice because I've had kind of a slow December, obviously with holidays and stuff going on, and into January. So it's nice to kind of get back into the grind. Well, I will be out Saturday for National Marquette. I don't know if I can actually make it all the way to the Sophie, but maybe might have to uh, make it because that's one of yeah, my favorites. When on, you... uh, I, was, I was working on gigs for that. Um, I, I obviously not a Marquette fan, so I didn't I didn't really pay attention <laughs> as closely good. on when it was, and it actually happens to be one of the days I have available. So, um, more to come there. There may there may be a daytime awesome daytime gig there. Yeah, so. yeah. Maybe we can uh, we can figure something out for that. Um, because I will I will be in the building. Uh, for that we're gonna talk about that much later. Uh, but we are going to start with the Milwaukee Bucks as they just beat the Denver Nuggets, one hundred seven to ninety nine. It was not the game that any of us had expected. Um, I think when this game was on a schedule and you saw it upcoming, you're like Giannis Jokic. This is awesome. I can't wait. Uh, great, like, barometer. Kind of see where the Bucks were at against one of the top teams in the Western Conference. JK, LOL, psych. Um, none of the Nuggets played. No Jamal Murray. No Nikola Jokic. No Michael Porter Jr. Um, mm -hmm. I think there was maybe someone else missing. Um, so that's why my first song is Sleepyhead by Passion Pit. Um, an old school one. G a good one. Uh, does Passion Pit still make music? I don't even know. But I... Always liked a little passion pit um, in my life. I think it's one of those weird things where you could listen to it like studying, you could listen to it in the gym, you could listen to it at a party, like very universal, good music. Um, and so, yeah, it, the rest problem with the NBA is just kind of hitting critical mass. And it feels like Adam Silver kind of has to step in and do something soon because I just it's hard for them to sell. They care about the fans right now because it really doesn't feel like they do. Yeah, I, I was actually just listening to a pod today, um, and Marcus Johnson was on it. It was uh, with with Sparky and, and Nate Marzion. They do a pod, and uh, and Marcus Johnson was on, and they asked him a, a similar question about rust, and, and kind of his thoughts on you know when he played in his heyday, and um, you know compared to what it is now, and he and he kind of brought up a, a good point where he he kind of saw the first of it in the the twenty nine the, the Kawhi Raptors mm -hmm. team. Right. And that it, you know, obviously panned out and, and ended up working up and working out in their favor. Um, it's but yeah, I, and, and he went on to talk that you know, if there is going to be rest, um, you know, that it should happen at away game or excuse me, it should happen at a home game because again, there's not you know, there's only so many opportunities. Jokic and Giannis will not play again this year. Um, yeah, and there's just not an opportunity. I mean, especially internationally, when you think about Jokic yeah. and Serbians and, and Greek, yes. And, with with Giannis, like the pull that those types of games get. That's why I was kind of surprised. You know, luckily it wasn't um uh you know nationally televised. I was surprised it wasn't the national game. Um understand that people wanted to see Philly and and Brooklyn, but um, you know, had that game, you know, been you know fully a full roster for for Denver and Milwaukee would have been a great game. It was Sleepyhead is perfect because <laughs> my God, did they did they play with their food and, and especially yeah. Giannis. Like Giannis only took 15 shots tonight. Was extremely efficient. Um, 
it, and you know it was it was just an, kind of annoying. Um, yeah, yeah, it was one of those games for Giannis, and it it keeps you coming back. Like, come on, guys! I thought we, I thought we got over this hump. I thought we were, you know, taking the next step and, you know, beating the teams we should be beating uh, on a night to night basis. I mean, they were fully loaded tonight. There was really no excuses. Again, Chris came off the bench, and you could see he was he started off hot, you know, well, and and came on, and but then had some really sloppy moments. Um, Brooke was pretty atrocious from the field, two for 11. Drew continues, um, you know, to, to stay hot. He shot really well, just under 50%. Um, but man, there was just, I mean, there's, there's no reason that this game should have been as close as it was. And no, and the, but I mean, it, it wasn't yeah. towards the end, it wasn't an eight point no. game, but, but still, like, they were, they were within, you know, five to seven points for pretty much the, the majority of that fourth quarter. And it was just, the Bucks starting slow, you know, Giannis starting slow, being passive. Um, I think there's certain guys too, and we can talk about it later. Um, I think there's certain guys that I think should be more aggressive. Um, guys like Grayson. Like I don't I, I, I would like to see Grayson taking somewhere in the range of eight to ten shots. I would love to see Joe Ingles um take more shots as well. I think there's guys that just you know, take more than they should. Pat was great tonight. He was, you know, yeah, didn't miss a shot until I think like in the third or fourth, yeah. even maybe in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, can and, we say? Even... Can we stay on Pat a little bit, real quick? Yeah. I think I think Pat's like the starter after when Chris Middleton's ready to go. Like I don't think it's Grayson. I think it's Pat Connaughton. Yeah. I mean, like I I just he does really well in the pick and roll with Giannis. He's also scoring. I mean, his scoring's pretty good this month. Ten ten points, five rebounds. He had twelve rebounds tonight. Uh, a season high. Like. I 37% from three. Like I just, I think there is a legitimate case that Pat should be this, the last guy in that starting rotation and send Grayson to the bench. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly valid. I mean, he had 12 rebounds tonight. He gives you a little bit more size, a little bit more physicality. He's still not a great defender. So you you still lose that with either one of them. Um, But he's your kind of do it all guy. And that's why I, I don't hate it, but I do like him off the bench because he's the energy boost that you can kind of get with Bobby and and Javon Carter and those guys that come off, you know, in that in that second unit. Um, you know, we'll talk about Bobby here in a second, but yeah, just I, I don't mind it, and, and I don't know what that would do for Grayson's production or his confidence. I mean, I, I was just listening to somebody talk about it the other day. It was like this guy has been in as in Grayson has been in in trade rumors pretty much since the beginning of the year like that can't yep. be easy and it's and it's not gonna get any easier in these next three weeks um as the trade deadline closes in um you know so he obviously has to play well and perform well and you know relegating him to the bench given if he stays on this team or not I don't know what that does for his confidence um and that's a guy that you could see in some of those games without Chris and um, you know, without Giannis, like he thrives off of, you know, that confidence and, and going with the flow and the energy of the crowd. Um, yeah. so I, I don't hate it, but I, I think there's, there's still opportunity. I, I will say this, that he needs more time, but I, I think Joe Ingles like needs to be playing with the starters much more. Um, I think yes. that's the way that he plays the game. Um, I can't remember what game it was the last like national televised game. It might've been, it was last week. Um, but just watching him play with even the second unit guys, you could just tell he was he was the best playmaker on the court. Toronto. His ball handling and his vision is is so clean. Oh yeah. Um, and, and when when he can work in with Chris and Giannis and guys that are moving and Drew, 
Um, my God, like he, he is so fun to watch. He's such a slow player, um, but it's it's so pretty to watch. And I just I hope that he stays healthy and that he gets more of the rotational minutes um, in with some of those starters because I think he 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 his value is going to be with them. But um, I understand like then you lose a lot of that playmaking ability in that second unit. Right. And I, I think to kind of rep, kind of put a bow on this is like, you make a good point about Pat. Like I think Pat's probably needed off the bench right now, given the fact that Bobby's not here and we're going to talk about Bobby in a second. Like yeah. that I think is necessary. I think you're absolutely right about Grayson's confidence. I think it has not been ideal. Um, It's been all over the place. And yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I, in retrospect now, I, as much as I would like to see Pat with those first guys, I, I do think you have to keep him on that second team. It's Pat, it's Joe. Yes, rotate Joe in. Joe's probably going to be part of your closing lineup. I think there's going to be a really interesting debate on Joe versus Pat in terms of closing lineups um, that we're not there yet. Like that's a keg jam March topic, maybe, maybe yeah. April. Right. But like, we're going to certainly have that discussion. So um, it'll, yeah. It'll, I, and just real quick to add, like, I, I still think about like Pat in the playoffs against Boston, like, yeah, Kate, I'm just absolutely cooking him. Um, and that's what scares me is, is, and, and we'll talk about trade stuff late. And, and that's why, like, I think a, a, a Jay Crowder on this team would be nice. Um, because you can, you can physically do that. Cause b- between those two guys, you don't have a guy that can guard Tatum or Brown, you know, in that starting lineup. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I want to. I mean, the trade deadline. I I would love to see them make some moves, um, but I don't want to hamstring or, or handcuff our team, right? Um, and, or give too much away. So we'll we'll you know eventually talk about them. Yeah, let's uh let's go to Bobby. Um, you have you have that, and I'll uh I'll pass yeah. It back so kind of you. kind of keeping on theme with um you know my gig. So I have that like I said, I have that R and B gig, um, uh, next Tuesday. So the song is "Slow Down" by Bobby V. Just a great song. Um, Bobby v, <laughs> Valentino, one of my favorite uh RB artists. Um, but yeah, I'm trying just trying to, you know, I, it didn't matter too much tonight. Obviously, luckily, we didn't have to compete with you know Jamal Murray and, and Jokic and, and their full strength teams, and luckily, we were able to kind of gut out a win. Um, but just kind of you know, curious where we're gonna go with with Bobby. Um, you know, I think it's a minimum that I saw two weeks. Um, yeah. I, it could easily be more than that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's closer to that that All Star break. Um, but you know, where are we going to turn? Where are the Bucks going to turn for for Bobby's production? You know, you know, you talk about it. He's only out there for his double doubles, but um, <laughs> you know, the energy I think it can can be made yes. um, can be made up with you know Marjan minutes and Pat and getting Chris back and just getting a full squad and, and, you know, cohesion with this team. Um, but I'm just curious, like, yeah, we have to, we, we, you know, we, if we can coast, I guess you could say until, you know, until he gets back, but, you know, I think there's opportunities there. Yeah. Um, you know, what does that mean? Does that mean Ingles gets more of those minutes? Does Marjan get more of those minutes? Um, you know, there, it's, it's weird because the Serge Ibaka stuff, this is exactly what yeah. you would move. Or needs exactly. Ibaka I, full, so I seems like it's it's a lost cause now. So I said uh, in a TikTok video, Tapping Kick Sports, you can watch it. Where I was like, that if that asshole Surge would have stayed, just held his water, he'd be fine. He'd be have minutes, right? right? Um, first of all, before I go to Bobby Portis, real quick on Bobby V, 
Um, number one, I didn't realize that he changed his name to Bobby V versus Bobby Valentino because of a copyright lawsuit prevented him from being Bobby Valentino. Um, yep. That he's still making music. That's great. I didn't know Alive Dead. I had no idea. Um, so because I haven't heard that name in a while. That song iconic. <laughs> but um, and definitely I know that's going to be a part of the Miramar uh, experience next Tuesday night. But yeah, um, so that was like quite the throwback there. But anyways, yeah, to your question. So tonight, I mean, one game sample size. We have a long way to go. We saw 27 minutes from Joe Ingles tonight. So I that might be near season high numbers for Joe Ingles. So I think, yeah. and then you see Wes Matthews playing 15. There was Can't no marge. <laughs> there was no marge on minutes. Um, I, I think there, I saw like this from one Bucks fan on Bucks Twitter saying like it, it are they hiding Marjan so he so people don't want him in trades like it's it's not the most like terrible tinfoil at theory where if it's like we're kind of hiding Marjan because we really don't want any other team to try and ask for him when we're doing trades I I'm kind of into that theory it's um yeah it, it, it might that might have some water um you know, if that's kind of the same case, then you know we should be playing Jordan Wara. Well, um, so we but like to, Jordan, Nora, so Jordan Nora didn't play tonight, but like no, he played. He only played oh, minutes. seven minutes, and oh. he had a yeah. So, so like we and we had he played a lot in that Detroit game. Like yeah. they, I, they, there's a little bit there because I was listening to a guy who's a Wizards fan talk about Rui Hashimura, and Rui played a lot early early on and was getting a lot of buckets early as almost a showcase from the wizard side of things. So I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I, I'm just curious. We'll see post deadline if that's what happens. Pardon me for the cough, but I think, yeah, you're going to get a lot of angles. I would like to see maybe try to test the waters with Mamu. Just see what's there. Okay. I don't think the guy can play more than five minutes. He's that bad defensively, but maybe just a little, a feel, a heat check. Hey, what could Mamu do? It'll be very interesting also to when Middleton gets back to 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and what does that sort of then do for the five minutes? I think I'm not as worried about this injury because of the all-star break. Uh, after The all-star break basically would be three weeks for Portis. So yep. hopefully that it's not that severe of an MCL sprain. I think not a doctor, but they're usually two to four weeks. So, Worst case scenario, maybe you don't buy for that first week after the All-Star break, but he should be back once March starts. Yeah. I mean, Pat Conson, 38 minutes tonight. That's, yeah, that's, that's a lot. Insane. That's a lot for a meaningless Nuggets game right. because of the guys that were resting. I mean, he played, He led the team in, in minutes, obviously, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Bud's going to have to get creative with, with some of the matchups, and once Chris, Chris works in, um, I mean, Javon Carter only saw 11 minutes. Uh, outside of Nora, those were the lowest. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's just going to have to kind of get creative, um, with the team. I just, there's not a ton of big depth on this team. Um, obviously with Serge gone. So, um, you know, where does that go? I mean, yeah, and I don't, I, I, I put out a tweet today. I don't have a ton of followers, but I put out a tweet today that there's, there's a, a certain free agent out there that makes oh, a lot here of we sense, go. Here we go. Um, to make up production for Bobby to give you a big, you know, with a little bit of size, um, that he's can be productive. A and he's and been a small forward for his he's whole six career. eight, but he's six eight. Um, 
but I mean, he's he's bigger than Pat Jordan yeah, or, or right. any of those guys. So, um, I mean, Carmelo Anthony makes a lot of sense. It'll never happen. But the guy was playing on a vet min last year. That's what we signed Serge for. Um, that like I think we've talked about it. It's going to come down to to Carmelo's decision, and I, I doubt it. Anybody's even really truly picking up the phone, but. I will bang that drum all day and still think it, it makes a ton of sense. I, I mean, think about what the teams he could go to on a vet minimum right now and, and play the Bucks probably give him the best opportunity to, to get a ring. You know, yeah. you think about it. I mean, there's other, no, teams absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Boston doesn't really have the minutes at all for him. Right. Um, Denver, there really aren't that many minutes left. And I don't know if there'd be like a weird, like, Hey, I left, but now I'm coming back just to chase a ring. I actually think I don't know if the minutes are there, but he'd actually be really good for Memphis. I think that's kind of a guy Memphis would mm-hmm. actually need. Like yeah. they have no veterans on that team, like none. no. And like, so I could see that. But the other, and- yeah, the other thing with with um, uh, with with Mello is that God forbid something happens to one of our big three again. Yeah. The guy, I mean, the guy is a certified bucket. Like I get it. He he doesn't do he doesn't do much else. You know, he's gonna get you your rebounds and this and that. People think he's a defensive liability. I actually disagree. I think he's actually kind of shifted the way he's he's played defense, even in the latter stretch of his career. Um, but God forbid somebody got hurt and went down for any extended period. You have an, a legit guy that can get you anywhere from fifteen to twenty average, fifteen to twenty on a night if you really wanted to play him the minutes. Um, he also has hit big shots. I, I I don't hate the idea. I really don't. I think it would have to be something more towards when the buyout markets start, right? When we start mm-hmm. hearing like after the trade deadline, it's like who's out there, and it's like okay, we have Mello. His high school, his high school son should be probably done with high school ball then. So then it's like all right, there's an opportunity to yeah. you know do that part of it. So I I do think there. I I just saw something today like. Will Barton is a guy that the Bucks might be targeting in the buyout market, which yeah. I always really liked Will Barton. Yeah. Um, and so that would be great. It was them and the Nets that were looking at him. So it, but the, the mellow part, and this is where sometimes people get lost with Milwaukee and Wisconsin, and they have a tough time, more Packer fans than Bucks fans. But it's like, hey, look, we live, if you have a choice between Milwaukee or Brooklyn, where are you going to go? <laughs> right. Especially, especially with his roots and, and, right. his, and where his right. kids at. Right. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's a, it's a pipe dream. Yeah. Um, but it's, a, I think, it's it, a, I think just timing wise, it just made a ton of sense um, it, for, hey for what, 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 what they need and what they, you know, what they could get and what it could offer. But yeah, yeah for, we'll I mean, and for those who are not familiar, um, Shay Ken is a massive Syracuse fan and okay. massive Mello fan. Um, and so the fact that we haven't really talked in depth about Mello to the Bucks until ja- our January edition of this is progress, honestly. Um, so <laughs> it's good. But uh, yeah. you had another you had, you had another Bucks topic for us today. And why don't you uh, let's yeah, that yeah. up? Yeah, I, I texted you about this about a week ago. Um, so I was watching the New Orleans. Sorry, the song is called Mad Max. Uh, it's a little dark in future. It's um, just it's something that kind of got on my nerves watching um, some other games. So I was watching the Pelicans. They were playing Boston on prime time last week. And no no Brandon Ingram, no Zion. And you had guys like Najee Marshall going bucket for bucket with Jason Tatum. Najee Marshall undrafted free agent. Xavier Legend. 
Um, Najee yep. Marshall, very good. You had um, you have Herb Jones, who dra- was drafted 35th in 2021. And then you had a guy like Alvarado, who's another undrafted free agent, playing big time minutes, having big roles uh, on these teams. I, again, I understand Brandon Ingram and Zion were out, but they were going bucket for bucket with Tatum and Brown and competing. Um, and it just got me thinking of the Bucks drafting and the Bucks development over the years. Um, it's it's been extremely frustrating when you look at it. So I did my research. I did I did some research. So <laughs> let's just I'll just go through the draft picks that we've had since 2016, and I'll go through this list real quick. Don Maker, Patrick McCaw, who's was traded to to Golden State for cash. Malcolm Brogdon, Sundarius Thornwell, whose rights were traded to the Clippers, DJ Wilson, Dante, who was the only 2018 pick that we had, Kevin Porter uh, Jr., whose rights were traded to Cleveland, Jordan Wara, RJ Hampton, whose rights were traded to Denver, Isaiah Todd, um, who was then traded for Indiana, Mamu, uh, or excuse, yeah, Indiana for Mamu and Kalzikas, and then Marzon, obviously, this past year. So, of those players, there isn't a single other than Jordan Wara who was drafted by the Bucks that's still on the Bucks. So I went even further back. So Norman Powell, we drafted in 2015. We then traded to Toronto for Grievous Vasquez. Yes, that's um, bad. Remember that, Rashad, that's, Rashad yeah. Vaughn was our draft yeah. pick in 2015. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yep. Jabari was the, the number two pick in 2014. You can't hold Jabari too much. I know injuries played a lot of part in that. So really quickly, I just want to go through this list. Guys that were drafted after Rashad Vaughn in 2015. These are our relevant guys that are playing roles, have roles on um, on NBA teams. DeLon Wright, um, Bobby Portis, Larry Nance, um, Kevon Looney, C.D. Eisman, Montre- uh, Montrez Harrell, Willie Hernan Gomez, Rashawn Holmes, Josh Richardson, and Pat Compton. These are all guys that were drafted after and or or between um, you know the the picks. Um, so guys, right there, like. Kevon yes. Looney still yeah, on the I Warriors. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, Teams that's that, there. that had drafted him. Obviously, Pat has has made its way mm-hmm. to to us. Um, let's go to 2016. Guys that were drafted after Thon. This this hurts. Oh yeah, <laughs> Demontis Sabonis was the next pick. Mm-hmm. Florian Prince, uh, good role player on competing teams. Malik Beasley, Karis Levert, Pascal Siakam, De- and Dejounte Murray. So <laughs> so okay, but like yep. Siakam and Siakam and uh, Murray. And, sure. Yeah, they were not. There's like, a lot of development. Yeah, there's a lot of development that has happened, yes. but also right. it goes to show that there's. I think there is a a lot a severe lack of development that can happen with the Bucks. Giannis, that's Unicorn, fair. Even Chris, Chris wasn't even drafted by the Bucks. You know what I mean? Right. So like late second round. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look, um, and it was a tra- it was traded to Detroit for for Brandon Jennings. Um, so I'll just keep going. I'll go through this quickly. Yeah, Guys, no, no worries. I so, just. Another one, John Collins, that one hurts. Jared yeah. Allen, that one hurts. OG mm-hmm. Ananobi and, and Kyle Kuzma, those hurt. Okay, um, oh, but okay, I'm not I, I'm not I don't mean to like back check you on it, but like OG had a bad knee injury. Like OG would have got drafted top ten. Like OG had a terrible knee injury in Indiana. The only reason OG got it was that late. And Kuzma Kuzma was Kinda like an okay guy at Utah, but like yeah. but nothing really nothing really was the the Collins part is indefensible. Jared Allen. Uh, Shaka Smart developed um, at Texas, and yeah, there probably no didn't fit at at the time either. I mean, a yeah, lot of this is fit. right. Well, a totally. lot of this comes, at, you know, right. development in, like, the, in the game. 
But DJ Wilson was a guy who was an awesome tournament player, and that wasn't it. It's Derek Williams' disease. Remember how awesome Derek Williams was in the tournament? And they um, carried that. And they yeah. carried that into eight, into 2018 right. with Dante. Right. I didn't yes. hate the Dante pick at the time. I, I think I texted you the second we made it because I wanted Lonnie Walker. I wanted Lonnie Walker there, and he went the next pick. Kevin Herter was the following pick. Okogie. We should. That was, the right, that was the right white guy to take. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony Simons, Mo Wagner, Landry Shamit, Robert Williams. What a fucking steal that was for Boston. Thank, uh, well, he was a shithead, though. I mean, like, I mean, he, he was, yeah, but yeah. Like, and Mo Wagner's an asshole. I, I wouldn't, I, <laughs> I wouldn't wish my worst enemy to have Mo Wagner. Yeah, I, but, yeah, I get, that. I get your point. Um, Javon Carter, Jalen Brunson, late in, or early in the second. That's a tough one. It's still really undersized, but. Villanova guys do really but, well. In the but league. again, like that's the those are the kind of guys that like just make sense in the NBA and that always find a fit. That's the Brogdon. Like you yeah. could have base Brogdon and Brunson are basically I Brunson's better than Brogdon, but like it's the same idea, right? It's a undersized guard who's really good in college, who played on a really good college team. It usually works out. And now I don't, I wouldn't put Marquette at the same level of those Virginia and Villanova teams, but like I'm convinced Howard Wolf's going to be a good NBA player. Like I, I, I am. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he could find his, I think he could find a role on a team right. for sure. I don't think he's going to get drafted, but I think he's going to go to a summer league and he's making all these crazy bats and they're like, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah. And I think he'll find any plays in Delft defense and he'll get trapped. Like he has a couple of years left too to develop and like he's only a sophomore. So, yeah, yeah, I, I just, but no, continue. I, I, I've been no, kind of stomping on it a little bit. No, it's all right. I mean, some of the guys, yeah. So Jared, Jared Vanover, Bruce Brown were later in that round. Um, so Kevin Porter Jr. obviously wasn't, you know, wasn't a, it was traded away. Nick Claxton was the next pick in that draft. That one hurts a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cody Martin would be. I still think the Martin twins would be great. One of them. Um, on the box, I think they're kind of like Charlotte. The, is one in Charlotte right now? Yep. Yep. Okay. And the other obviously Miami. Um, Daniel Gafford, Eric Pascal, who I wanted last year. Um, Bulbul again. That that's such a unicorn thing. John Hammond makes sense. Um, Thg, Terrence Mann, Jalen McDaniels, all guys kind of that went in that range. Um, and then after in 2020, after RJ Hampton was Emmanuel Quickly, who I believe is one of the next two or three picks, which is part of the rumors that are going on right now with with the Bucks trades. Um, again, did it make sense to, to kind of draft a backup point guard at that time with Drew? Drew was still, you know, obviously very new. Peyton Pritchard was the one right after that, who I, I, I really like. I would love Peyton Pritchard on the box. Like, I watched that kid in high school, like, pretty closely. Um, and just, you know, you could always see that. Jaden McDaniels and then Desmond Bain, that's another one. That's Desmond Bain, that Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain was, was good. And, like, I, you know, I got but to kind of wrap it all up. Giannis, Marjan, and technically Sandro Mamu are the only guys that are on the Bucks that were drafted by the Bucks. Yeah, um, and, and... It's, I get it. Like there's, and and you could look at you know other teams. If you look at Boston, for example, um, they had they drafted Grant Williams, Sam Hauser, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, Peyton Pritchard, Robert Williams. Those guys were all drafted by their team. Right. Um, again, different time. Tatum and Brown. That's that's but, you know right. The, 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 the Tatum and Brown time. thing is like that's kind of like you just nailed your rebuild. Like that's all that is. Just like I don't know if you saw the clip that kind of went viral today from the Bills GM 
where he was like, I don't think we'll suck ever as bad to get Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be, I don't ever yeah. want to be as bad. Yeah, right. And but like, and people were roasting him. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he's right. Like, I I don't want Packers to ever be as bad to have two awful years to be able to draft like an awesome quarterback, awesome. Yes, it's great in theory, but there are so many ways where it doesn't work out that way. Yeah, right? there's a there's a there's a viral clip of of a few years ago, and Mike Tomlin says it to Chase Young. Um, he's like, I don't ever want to be bad enough to to draft a guy like you. He's like, you understand what I mean? This is in the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I just it just frustrates me to see like that there. I I still feel like there's a lack of development. Um, I mean, we haven't really gotten a draft right, and Marshawn, you know, we'll 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 find out in 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 time since Giannis. Though, I mean, Giannis, we got the we got the championship out of it, and we've had incredible years, but we have we haven't. There's no youth on this team. The only yeah. the, the thing that 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 I've kind of opened up to with some of the trades, and this is something that um, I meant to talk about kind of in the last. Uh, That's fine. Excuse me. The last topic was that we have. And I don't know if it's a Midwest thing, but I feel like we hang on to guys that that are such a, a, a you know glue in not only the team but the community. Somebody was floating um, a Bobby Portis trade, and I was it, you know thinking about it, and I'm like, man, that'd be really tough to do to the team, to the camaraderie, to the city. But if you have these assets, and, and Pat Connaughton was another name that got brought up. Um, was like if you could pay trade Pat, you know, for you know these guys are assets, but they're they're assets to the team and and the the locker room, and I think that goes a long way. I just feel like sometimes we we hang on to those guys instead of truly using them like as assets to get either younger or you know utilize the time the, that we have with some of the guys. So the, that was the just, Midwest, yeah, the Midwest thing's really interesting because that's the Josh Hader thing, right? Like. Yep. Like Josh Hader, have we have we hung on to Aaron Rodgers longer than we maybe had? Would Mercedes Lewis be on any team in the NFL outside of it? Would Randall Cobb be on an an NFL roster if it weren't for relationships or you know kind of you know who he was for Green Bay? Yeah, no things like that. I'm just like there there might be something to to it. No, and like the other thing too is like when it goes bad, they hold it over your head. Like the Hader thing was a disaster, and then it's like. Oh, Mark Ananasio is too cheap. Mark Ananasio sells the team, like sell the team, and all this other bullshit. And it's like, first of all, fourteen million dollars for a closer in arbitration is absurd. The Brewers should never pay that. That is astronomically too high. But number two is like, it, it you don't know what that hater trade is going to turn out to be, right? You use this Terry Ruiz to flip for William Contreras. He's going to be in the middle of your order next year. Robert mm-hmm. Gasser looked good in, in double A. So it's like, to your point, uh, going back to like Bobby and Pat and all these other guys, it's like, yeah, if you get younger and maybe it, it ruffles feathers early, it could work out at the end. The, the last problem, and then we can move on to Green Bay, is Giannis. And mm-hmm. Giannis is a loyal ass dude. And Giannis I mean, has I mean, his Thanasis guys. is not an NBA oh, player. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. He is simply on trade. the roster to yes. keep Giannis happy. And it's yeah. a small thing that, right. that the ownership is doing for Giannis. But and I understand he, it. But he works out. Him and Pat are workout buddies. Right. I think he likes Bobby. But I, I think that if you were to trade Giannis, if you were to trade Bobby or Pat, it would have to be a sign-off from Giannis onto the combo. There is no way that that does not happen without Giannis. Yeah. Now, 
The other interesting angle with this is you may have a new ownership. I don't know if you have a full ownership group. You'll certainly have somebody taking over Lazarus' spot. What does that look like? How does he or her get involved? And what do they do and change the dynamic? Is there any dynamic change? Is there anything that's going to sort of shuffle the deck, if you will? Mm-hmm. I think there are some people who are worried about it. I am not choosing to be worried about it. That's dumb shit that, like, you got to just day-by-day type stuff. But, yeah, I... It's very interesting, and um, I I don't hate that theory. I actually really like it, and I kind of jealous of it. I think that's something I wish I would have came up with when I was in the uh, in the pits with the hater, all the hater drama this summer. Yeah, it was the, the other thing was just like because we hang on to him, and and are we okay letting them ride off into the sunset past you know past their prime where? We we have lost our opportunity to either use them, you know, as an asset in a trade, you know, re- regardless of what it is. Basketball um, brewers are, yeah, or the backers, no, uh, yeah. And you just say, hey, you know, you've you've done great things for us, you know. Here's your retirement package, and and you let them right off into the sunset on their team, rather than, you know, try to flip them for assets in, you know, their the the stretches of their career. So, just just something that I thought about, but man, yeah, I. I don't know. It was just it, it came from just like the the, the Bucks drafting and, and developing and and I hope I hope we 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 find some guys that are, are have some longevity on this team and, and Marjan hopefully with yeah. we can start with that. No doubt, absolutely. All right, let's talk some Packers. Yeah. So my sad girl song of the week um, <laughs> uh, is "Where Do We Go Now." Gracie Abrams. She's uh I, I just you know. Sad girl stuff. She's got a really great tone. I, I actually really enjoy her. Uh, she was on, um, on tour with uh, Olivia Rodrigo. I believe she came to, um, the the yeah, rave not long yeah. ago. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was in I think April. Um, I I did ask my wife if she wanted to go because I thought <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo was great. Um, I I don't know if uh, Good for You made like the top song of like my Spotify playlist that year, but it was close. I actually think it did. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a complete riff off Paramore, but that's a great song. There. Yeah, I, I like her stuff. Um, but the song "Where Do We Go Now?" Where do we go now? Excuse me. Um, is is really just a Packers feature, and I think the last time we talked, um, Packers were either like four and eight or five and eight. Maybe. Yeah, you know, we, they we were going. Up, we were going up against the Rams. Um, it was we didn't like, even, hey, yeah, it was like, hey, if they lose, and um, you know, Packers are out. You know, fuck it. Let Rogers sit and and rehab, do whatever he's got to do through the thumb, and and let Love play. And um, you know, granted, it didn't happen that way, and you know, we got false false sense of hope there at the end. But um, obviously, with the stuff he said on McAfee, and you know, he's been kind of the the focus of a lot of headlines lately. Um, I think it's just it's gonna continue to to be yeah. the, the headline until he he decides or or the Packers decide to to make a change. Um, I think, I think from what he said to McAfee, one of the, one of the main things I took away from it was his self-awareness, a recognition of, of his salary and how it's gonna, how it could potentially handcuff this team. Not, not that he's not self-aware. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows, you know, he's got his ear to the ground. Um, you know, but he acknowledged that, you know, I think it's the $60 million numbers is too big. Um, for them to to really do anything with the roster realistically, um, so for him to mention that and kind of talk about it, I think gives 
some, you know, hope for those that, that want him back um, that he realizes like, Hey, you know, if we're going to give it this a go, there, there needs to be a restructuring that happens. And um, you know, we're, I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to go after some sort of assets, it's got to start there. Could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers ripped up the contract and said, I'll just $20 million. Like just no, maybe 20, maybe tw- I know. I, I don't think, Oh, well, what about fifth? What about one year for, one year for 40 or one year for 35, something crazy because like you could rip up a contract. Like you don't have to, you don't, you could just say, all right, we'll throw this contract out. We'll start brand new. It was before we we did the deal last year. I was over my skis. I was, you know, I was a little bit vindictive, which Rogers would never admit to it being vindictive, but I think it was because of all the stuff that happened with love and everything, everything else. And so, I I don't think that will happen. I like that he did acknowledge that. I do agree. It was a big moment. I do think Aaron Rodgers is kind of at peace with whatever I, whatever happens. I don't think there's going to be malice. I don't <laughs> think there's going he'll he'll take some shots, I'm sure. It'll be splashy headlines. He it was obviously Rodgers cleared up the whole like, you know, oh, I want my guys back sort of thing. Um I with the jokes about Spencer Havner and John Coon and and James Jones and everybody yeah. else. So it's like, I I felt like it's so weird. It's and this is what it was two years ago. Where one week I'm like, oh yeah, he's done, he's gone, it, and then it's, next it's, week, next week I'm like, oh he's back, he's gonna be back. It's it's the breakup thing, right? It's don't make me be the one to say it. Yeah, is how I kind of approach it. Like he's saying, like if if they want, you know, if if they want to be here, there's things that need to change fine. I'm not going to be part of a rebuild, but you know, there's, there's things that he's saying on both sides, but he doesn't want to be, if the decision is made, he wants the Packers to make decision. He's, he doesn't want to ride off in, in his own version of his sunset and be like, I was the one that forced my way out of green Bay. Like, no, I wanted to be there, but it was green Bay that just chose to move on. Yes. They were the one that said, Hey, I want to break up and you and, went along with it. And you know why that is because by far, right. Like oh, yeah. Brett Favre forced his way out of Green Bay, Brett, he and so he is not compared to Favre. He does not. And granted, there's other Favre shit that you don't want to be compared with right now. <laughs> right. But like, but honestly, it's it's that. It's like he does not want to have that staple of it. it's like, oh yeah, he just wore out his welcome and he wants to leave. So I'll be very curious. Um, the villain comment was interesting. Mike Flora, of course, jumped on it. It took him a, a, a day. I'm surprised. Gloria's fucking slacking about COVID and everything else. And it's so that's a story for another time, but it's, you know, it's all interesting at this point. It's a long way to go. I was trying to tell people this Monday was, I was like, slow down. Like we got a lot, like we're not going to know till March, but it's getting jammed down our throat every day. And Mitch has brought this up before where it's like Rogers has hit this level where he has to be talked about daily honestly and it's like it's just it's fodder it's in, it's engagement as bill huber called it there's clickbait whores like you know there's some guy today who was like oh would you trade aaron Rodgers for jalen waddle it's like yeah i would but i'm I, the dolphins aren't gonna fucking do that you dumbass like no, you know just, but <laughs> just throwing but, shit right exactly and but that's the thing is like that keeps happening with rogers and yeah. i i just I think it's just you just take it day by day. Um, I truly believe if they told Aaron, like, hey, look, you restructure a deal. We restructure Jones. We're going to have Jones and Dylan back. 
You're gonna have Christian Watson. You're gonna have Romeo Dobbs. Bakhtiari. Will Bakhtiari will restructure, bring back, which yep. I think they should anyways. Love War Rogers. I know some people are like, well, trade Bakhtiari, but I, I don't know. I as an offense, as someone who played offensive tackle, I really am like, why would you just give away a left tackle? I Isaac Tom and Josh Diamond are good players. They're not David Bakhtiari. They won't be right. David Bakhtiari. That's just right. so again another story for another. So they say to him like, hey look, we'll try to sign Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen's a free agent. Doesn't sound like Adam Thielen's come back to Minnesota. Sound like Adam Thielen was unhappy. Yeah. Rogers and him are boys. Thielen was weirdly a Packer fan growing up, even though he's in Minnesota. Um, so it's like, it's like though like and then tight end. And I, I want to talk about tight end here in a, a second, and we will. And, but like, if you sell Rogers on the dream, you sell Rogers on that. Maybe he's like, yeah, great. But if he's like, oh. I need X, Y, and Z back. And they're like, well, we don't think we can make this work because we want to do this, this, this. And this is why he's like, well, I just need my friends back. That's like, fuck it. Like we're out like fine. Like I am totally okay with it. But I do think that the Packers will like, if it is a last dance, which it gets overused so fucking much. Yeah. it It's fine. Like that's, I'm okay with that. I think Jordan Love, I understand Jordan Love wants to be pouty. I understand Jordan Love wants to be mad. But the fact of the matter is, is we Packers could technically control Jordan Love till 2027 if they want to. Yeah. So and it's just crazy to think like the guy, the guy has been the yeah, no, five years I, and, yeah. and has, has not started a single. No, he started the he started, COVID excuse game me, the year. COVID game. Yeah. He started one game in his NFL career. Um, not to dwell too much on this, but. I've only really seen the Jets become like legitimate suitors. I think I've seen, you know, a mixture of like Elijah Moore is part of that trade plus, yep. plus picks. Um, have you seen any other realistic themes or packages that really make sense? Uh, that is not just, you know, teams or clickbait, just people just throwing I, shit out there. I haven't, I haven't seen any. Um, I like the idea of Tennessee um, just because I think that Tennessee new GM Needs a quarterback. Malik Will is certainly not ready. I think Rodgers and Vrabel would vibe together. Rodgers does not have a no trade, which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen a Darren Waller trade that would involve Rodgers in the second I, pick. Yeah, and that was the, actually um, that was the other one. And and the thing with that is Josh McDaniels is going to win that war. Um, and that war is I use very lightly here, but like if it's between Tom Brady or or Aaron Rodgers and Devontae wants. Aaron Rodgers, but Josh McDaniels wants Tom Brady. They're going to get Tom Brady. Just Josh McDaniels is that kind of guy. And I think Devontae will be fine playing with, I mean, the idea for Devontae then is like, I get to play with Tom Brady. I get to play with Aaron Rodgers. I think Devontae would forget pretty quick. I think he'd be mad. He might have one bitchy Instagram post, but I, I think he, he'd get over it. Um, I, I, the NFC stuff, I didn't really agree with like the idea and who knows how much smoke this is, but like, they won't trade to an NFC team. I'm like, well, like, here's the thing. I understand it in like the NFC North. Like, I, I get that. right, right. But if Carolina blows your door, if Carolina's gonna give us three first round picks for Aaron Rodgers, fucking do it. All right. Yep. Like yep. do it. All right. Don't think about that. If they're if they're gonna or they say, All right, we'll give you two first round picks, but we're also gonna throw in DJ Moore in that mix, mm-hmm. do it. Yep. Right? Like there, there has to be. We have to be a little more open minded about this, especially because Aaron Rodgers might only play two or two more years. The weird thing, too, I guess, 
is that the only like drawback is the South makes the most sense and the Packers play the entire South next year. So mm-hmm. I think Tampa and don't quote me on this. I think it's Tampa, New Orleans come to Green Bay. And then I think we go out to Carolina and last team in that. Oh, Atlanta. Um, I'm pretty sure that's correct, but we'll have stats and info. Look at that later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, but, the Vegas one's interesting. Cause I saw, I did see, Waller, I mean, they've been trying to, you know, move Waller for a while. And I did see Renfro was also um, – now, now I don't know that it that a trade would involve both of them, but, um, you know, that, that's an interesting one. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be uh, waiting on pins and needles until we, yeah, we truly know no what doubt. the decision is. It'll be in March. It'll probably be before the draft. And my my next song is uh, Biz Rap Sessions by Shakira. The reason I put it here is – Great song, by the way. It is. It's a banger. Um, it's, and and we're talking tight ends. You obviously got to talk about Shakira, who has a great tight end of herself. And... <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, let's not what kid ourselves. I, and I was listening to Stephen A. today on part of my take. And Stephen A. is like, hey, look, we're all horny as men. And like, you just have those moments. And I'm like, yeah, Stephen A. is saying it. I, I you know. It's gospel, right? So, anyways, great song. Uh, it's about her cheating husband, PK, who uh is he still playing? I don't even know. Um, I think yeah. he is. Um, but yeah, she found out that he was cheating because her jam was eat ate eaten, and yeah, chicks just find out everything. But, anyways, um, the reason why I did this is because of the tight end position, and everybody keeps mocking Michael Mayer to the Green Bay Packers. The so latest t- the latest tight end to be called Baby Gronk. Um, I feel like there have been seven baby Gronks. Um, like, I guess there could be like a baby Gronk off between him and Brock Bowers, who can't get drafted this year. We'll get drafted next year for sure. Top five, maybe top, mm-hmm. definitely top five, definitely top 10, maybe top five. Um, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it for a, a lot of reasons. I, I don't get it. Number one, because first round tight ends rarely work out first. Yep. That's the, that's the first one. The second one is it's a deep tight end draft. Like yep. Dalton Kincaid, very good at Utah, probably going to be a second round pick. Uh, the kid from South Dakota State, like Tucker Kraft, I want to say his name is, uh, very good, very good tight end. Like there are tight ends that are available. Do, do the Packers need a draft tight end before day two? Yes, that should be on their to do list, hundred percent. It should not be in round one. Uh, it's just, and the other thing too is like. Goody loves the Raz score more than like I love Miller Lights. And <laughs> Mayer is not going to test out well. Like, no. Mayer doesn't have the body to test out well. So, no. like, it's just, I understand that, that this is what mock draft people do sometimes. They just start like, oh, what are needs? Like, okay, boom, put it in there. We got it done, solved it. That's why we, they mock wide receivers to Green Bay Packers forever. And they don't need, and to like to defend them a little bit, it's like they don't have time to go through every team and be like, all right, here is what their draft tendencies, here are the draft tendencies. But it's like it just seems useless to be like, oh yeah, the Packers are gonna get Michael Mayer. Cause I I just that's that just is one I will put a lot down. But then again, I did say that they wouldn't draft Devontae Wyatt because he was too old. Cause I was like, he's 25. They don't draft old guys, and they draft Devontae Wyatt. So yeah, I who knows? Maybe they break the precedent. Yeah, I mean Mayor's, I mean, he's. I'm. I'm sure he'll be a great, you know, tight end. I think longevity for him will 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 pay off in the end. Like you said, with that value, that's it's so hard to take a guy, especially with 
that a guy that early at, at 15 and then a, a tight end when the draft is like you said so deep you got Musgrave from Oregon State you've got um yeah like you said Kincaid from Utah um I mean that freak from Georgia Darnell Washington oh Darnell Washington um, yeah like yeah. I, again I don't know I mean he's so big and he's I mean, two seventy as a tight end at six seven is just. Uh, imagine throwing the ball to that guy. You know, I think Rodgers right. would have a blast. So, like, there are guys, and these these are guys that are like third third fourth rounder guys, and there's still guys even later than that that um, that are going to make sense. You know, that they could that can develop, and I think there are, are more needs. Um, I think safety is is going to be a need. Um, offensive line, I think. Um, and there's a lot of guys that are going to be right in that range at, at 15 um, that I think are just going to provide more value. I, I, it's it's tight end or it's or it's Jackson Smith and Jibba at, at 15 is what I've seen. And I'm like, I, that's just not going to happen. Smith and Jibba <laughs> is interesting. I like Smith and Jibba. I, I do just too. Like, I like it better at 20, though. I like it I better at 20, 21, get a couple yep. more picks. Um, He's not worth the 15th pick because no. he hasn't played. But, like, you could have convinced me that he was going to be the best receiver in football in four years after that Rose Bowl game. And maybe I'm hung up on that Rose Bowl game, but like, I do think the potential is there. Um, but I do wonder, could you get another guy like that, such as a Josh Downs later in the draft? Right. Yeah. Um, Zay Flowers, another one that kind of fits that mold a little shorter, um, but still there real quick. You did it. You did a run through draft couple, just few of the first round tight ends that have been drafted recently. No fan, not great. TJ yeah. Hawkinson, fine for what he is, but eighth pick, way too high. Hayden Hurst, finally, it took him three teams. He's were good at Cincinnati, but it took him three years to develop to a first-round pick. Uh, David Nujoku, uh, Evan Ingram, again, took a second team before he actually and, got and good. And then Joku needed... How many quarterbacks? Oh God! <laughs> I mean, he You're... might be he might be you know the best out of that group you you've mentioned so far, um, but he was also he's 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 a receiver in a tight end's body essentially. Yeah. He's just a freak yeah. athletically, um, but yeah, keep yeah. Your guy, your guy, OJ Howard, um, <laughs> Eric Ebron. Uh, what a bad mistake that was. Ty- Tyler Efert, Tyler Efert was good. Like yep. Tyler injuries. Efert, yep, but Ingrid's right. Drank Gresham, Brandon Pettigrew. Okay, I'll stop. Like, you get my point. Um, yep. they there isn't a lot of good tight ends that get drafted in the first round. Um, it was a little more like there have been some really bad first round tight ends. And I'm not saying that's what Michael Myers is gonna be. He could be Tyler Eifert, could be Vernon Davis, who was uh, excellent, could be Heath Miller. Um, I mean, Iowa's got another Sam Laporta. I think is yeah from Iowa too. It's just right. I mean, you can if you go with an Iowa tight end, you you might you know no no fan is still kind of juries out on him, but yeah, you know, but like tight Kittle, end you, but, but right Kittle not uh, in the first round. Yeah, yeah, right. It's that those underrated Iowa tight ends, Dallas Clark's, the George Kittles of of the world. So okay. Yep. Let's keep moving. We've went long already. So yeah, it was it was fun though. But yeah, we're uh headed into the NFL playoffs. We have the Chiefs, the Bengals, we have the Eagles, Niners. Great weekend. Some are saying when will there be parody in the NFL with three of the uh championship teams back at it? But um yeah, let's kick it off with Bengals Chiefs. Yeah, so I mean this is this is gonna be a 
a banger of a game. Oh, um, yeah. Another uh, a song called Rumble. Uh, awesome by Fre- Fred again. Um, it kind of kind of a rebirth of Skrillex and Floatin. Um, if anybody hasn't seen Fred again or or just watched his, uh, it's called a Boiler Room set. Um, the guy just has incredible energy. He's not like your traditional DJ. He does a lot of live pad stuff. Um, just extremely fun to watch. And in this song, from a production perspective, I'm nerding out right now. Um, it's just kind of insane. Uh, when you listen to the song, you know it's. It might not, you know, get, you know, tickle everyone's fancy, but it's it's such a good song. It's got great energy. Um, and again, it was kind of the rebirth of Skrillex. People hadn't heard and, and seen much of him. And uh, he kind of resurfaced in this song. But um, yeah, I mean, Bengals Chiefs, like incredible game last year. Uh, a lot of people have, you know, and, and I don't I don't necessarily agree with this, but, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, mostly national media are saying that this is pretty much a career defining game for, for Patrick Mahomes. Um, and really, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to go against the Bengals with just how, how well they're playing as a team, you know, down the stretch and how complete they played against Buffalo. Um, and my God, it's, it's, I don't know how you can't like Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, the guy is so good, so poised. He's still extremely young, um, you know, ex- extremely confident. Some would call it cocky, but um, it's it's hard to, to go against them. But um, it, it is still impressive just when you think about this time, not necessarily last year, but around the draft and losing Tyreek Hill and all the new weapons that, you know, Kansas City was going to have. And, um, you know, a rookie running back in Isaiah Pachenko, like a lot of people, yeah. and then a reemergence of guys like Jarek McKinnon and, and Juju finds a role and even you know, Travis Kelsey still keeps yep. building this legacy of like yep. one of the greatest tight ends of all time. And the defense is still the defense. And yep. yeah, I, I mean, it is a fascinating game. I agree with you. It is not curve defining. Um, I think, you know, unfortunately Mahomes is going to get pegged if they lose again. Right. Um, I was seeing something today where it's like, this has like starting to feel like a Brady versus Manning sort of thing. Where like Peyton Manning could never beat Tom Brady. Had yep. a couple times where he did, but it took a while to figure out what it was. And Lou Amarello has done a great job as defensive coordinator. I've been going back and forth, trying to figure out who I like in this game. I think I'm gonna get it wrong. Like no matter where I go, I think I'm gonna get this wrong. Like I just I probably shouldn't bet the game. I honestly shouldn't, but I will because that's just it's the last second to last game in the NFL season. Like you gotta yep. do it. But I, I truly think I'll get it wrong. Like, I just I, – I I go back and forth because a part of me is like, I can't see Kansas City losing to the same team four times. Mm-hmm. But then that whole Brady-Manning thing gets in my head because there's just sometimes there are teams who have your numbers. It was pointed out by Warren Sharp who, like, that the, the Chiefs had leads, like, early in this game. They never led the fourth oh. quarter. But, like, the Chiefs figured it out, and then adjustments came in, and they couldn't adjust to the adjustments. So, like, can they finally figure it out? Is, like, the smoke on the Bengals, like, too hot? And actually, mm-hmm. like, the Chiefs are better, and they were able to gut out a game against the Jaguars where Mahomes is on one foot? Like, I, I don't – I just I, – I don't know. It, it's a fascinating game from all of those angles. And yeah, could Burrow really go into Arrowhead, one of the toughest places to play, back to back AFC championship games, and do it? 
And maybe they they look if you had to rank the four, is Cincinnati your number one? If you had to just take all four teams and say how they like power rank them, is that is that the number one team? No. It's Philly. Um it's 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 Philly for me. And, and right. uh, I know you've been uh, you've made it on hit Philly all year. But, listen, um, listen, I that that was uh that was a that that was all I needed to see. My, I don't even my, know if my, they're my, I don't think they're work, two. My, I don't even know, think okay. the are two. Okay, so would you put San Francisco two? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's let's just talk about that game. So my my song was Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mill. Um, the the classic Philly song. You know Meek Mill is gonna perform. I have to think Meek, Meek Mill is getting a little sick of being asked for. I don't know. Do you think Meek Mill gets, gets sick of it? So he did it for. I mean, he gets paid, right? I mean, he, so, he probably. I mean, he probably gets paid north of a hundred thousand for a three minute performance. You know, yeah. you know, an intro. That's that's. He, he's just stacking money now. Because I I was on the I was on the bike, uh, and I was at great like hip hop Peloton class from Kendall Tool, and I was like I was like thinking about the game a little bit because she was talking about like the playoffs. It was for like from a, a ride from last weekend, but I was starting to think about the game, and I'm like, there is no fucking way Brock Purdy's gonna come into Philadelphia and win that game. There is, it, yeah. Like, I mean, we keep I, saying like. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's you know. It's it, but like rookie's where, finally but, gonna stumble and. But he hasn't. He hasn't played any tough ho- tough road games. Where yeah, where right. where is the tough road game? He played that's at fair. Seattle, and Seattle like is a tough place to play. Sure, but Seattle was a bad team, right? Yeah. And the only thing that scares me, the Eagles have struggled to stop the run at times. We saw it against the Packers. We saw Aaron Jones go crazy. So like, if McCaffrey has this massive game. Could that be enough where they they don't need Brock Purdy? But that Eagles defense is mean. They get mm-hmm. after the quarterback. They're going to frustrate him. And as much as I dislike Nick Sirianni and just think he needs a goddamn noogie, um, yep. good coach. And he has a good defense. And I and Jalen Hurts, I I think can do enough against that Niner defense. The the map to me like the matchup of the weekend besides like Burrow Mahomes, but actual like head to head matchup is Jalen Hurts versus Fred Warner. Like who wins that yeah. matchup? Yeah, it's like Fred Warner probably best linebacker in football. Um, and he's he's just a mod, like one of my fa- oh one of my favorite plays of the whole weekend was a incomplete pass where he ran stride for stride with CD Lamb. Like I'm like holy fuck. Yeah. That guy is a middle linebacker, and he's running stride for stride with a wide receiver that takes that sweeps. It's absurd. So no. I'm very I, I love the matchup, but I truly, truly cannot see San Francisco going in there and winning that game. Yeah, I, I mean, I was impressed with the Eagles. Um, I, I think Dallas kind of showed some some weaknesses in in the 49ers and what they could do. I mean. You know, deck to toss two interceptions, and and I mean, this is a one score game still, and and there was right. a lot of opportunities there for Dallas, um, and and if you think like, AJ Brown was relatively quiet in that in their in the Eagles game, um, I just think weapon wise, you have three legit guys game records in Devonta Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, and Dallas Goddard, and then and then you have Jalen Hurts who can run all over the field. I think, like you said, that that matchup with Fred Warner, a guy that can run with Jalen Hurts is, is going to be important because I think offensively, I think they'll 
they'll corral Bosa enough. I mean, their offensive line is solid enough. Um, and I, yeah, I think it's going to be a matter of can can San Francisco keep up and and can Philly kind of reel themselves in. I I think I have Philly winning this game, and, and to go back, I actually have the Chiefs winning um, the other game. Um, but I've, yeah, I've, I mean, I have the same. I have the same. Okay, right. so I should bet, I'll bet against those then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, great. The Kelsey I mean, Bowl, uh, great, which would be insufferable um, that whole week. Great matchup, though. This should be – yeah, it would be yeah. really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I feel like – so I – well, maybe Mitch – actually, Mitch and I will do it tomorrow because that's a mission I think where we talk storylines. So we'll do that tomorrow where we'll be like, oh, what will be the big storyline because we love – Nothing Mitch and I love more is the bitch about media stuff. So stay tuned for tomorrow to hear us bitching about media. Uh, real, we'll uh, we have our last two, both songs from your boy, Bait from Wale. I a song I forgot about. Um, Same ride had that song, just a great, great song. Like I mean, that's one. I feel like you gotta add to add to the mixes. Um, that, that's only how to do your job. That one I wasn't able to find "Perfect Gentleman" and fit that in Why Clef John's <laughs> song, yeah. but like both of those songs are forgotten bangers that I've I've remembered the last in the last week. Wale is very underrated. Um, oh, in the hip hop world, I listen. I was I I you. <clears throat> there were a few guys that I would have stood on the table for back in college days. College Chuck stood on the table with Wale. I was like, that guy's gonna this guy's gonna be great. Kid Cudi was also in that group. Chitty oh, yeah. Bang. Um, Zaf, uh, XV. You remember XV? Yes, yes. Yeah, Wichita rapper. Great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I and that one that sends I, it back. Okay. Uh, the the my worst one. If I had to go like worst rapper that I sit on the table for was probably Hoodie Allen. Like I was probably one of the few males that liked Hoodie Allen. More of a female rapper. Uh, like just like a pop rapper, but I liked Hoodie Allen. I don't really care who knows it. You know, Lil White is probably the worst, but man, he has some bangers too. <laughs> that was like that was that's like crunk music back in high school. That was like blow your subwoofers out of your car type music. I, I mean, my wife's in Texas. Now we're just going on this. My wife's in Texas or in Texas, she's in Houston this week, and I uh, I mentioned like, oh, you're just gonna come in listening to Mike Jones, Slim Thug, Bum B. Like <laughs> I just started ra- naming Chameleonaire, uh, just naming Houston rappers. She did not know what I was talking about, which. Is sad and you know something that we might have to work on, but that's yeah, the educator. So, anyways, the reason I this song is called "Bait." We're doing it for the Brewers because David Stearns apparently is a front runner. Well, not the front runner; he is a contender for the Astros GM job. Uh, the Brewers would get compensation if there was a trade, but like, I'm starting to wonder if we got played. I mean, I I kind of thought we were getting played, anyways. Like, this isn't really a surprise, but yeah, I. Uh, Definitely an interesting development in the Stearns Brewers saga. And it would be, I'd be actually kind of curious to see what kind of compensation you yeah, can get. Gonna, for I was going to ask for, for somebody who doesn't, you know, doesn't follow it as much, you know, if there is a trade, like now I'm, you know, I feel like it was even newer to me with, with some of the stuff that's going on around Sean Payton and, and yeah. what he's asking for and the compensation there, like he's looking for, I guess I didn't even really consider coaches or GMs to be part of those types of packages. So, um, I, I, I mean, it, is it, is it, is it, you know, a, a dollar amount? I, that you I know I have, I have to think it's a, like, it's probably a top prospect. Like Hunter Brown is the guy 
He's like a top pitcher for the Astros. He was a guy in the World Series. He made some appearances. He has a filthy, filthy slider. He's going to be a starter this year for the Astros. Like, if you're able to draft a guy like that, or I'm sorry, if you're able to trade for a guy like that, you basically can then say, all right, we're going to trade either Woodruff or Burns after next season, and then you just reset the deck with young pitchers, and you have it all sorted there. Um, But I don't know if that's the value. I have no idea what the value chart looks like for Mm – I I think it has to be something of value, right? He's a great GM. He's a guy they want. Like, it it can't be just a random podunk prospect in double-A. But I'll be very curious and very interested to see if this develops or not. And also, like, do you want to work for the guy? Because the Astros owner is kind of a, kind of a dickhead. So that is also, right? yeah, Jim Crane. Yeah. So, so he's a he's um serves as a candidate, but it doesn't sound like they've contacted him about it. Is that no. true? Yeah, okay. yeah. They, they. I mean, it's rumors. Rosenthal reported it. Okay. Um, and so we'll we'll just sort of see what happens. All right. Last thing. Uh, we talked a little bit of a national market at the start. I'm doing 10:35 at TSL. Great song. I uh, really like yeah. it. Yep. It's a little too short. Um, we need the remixes out so we can get that longer. We're at like a two minute song. Kind of hate the two minute song. That's again, again something I could go on forever about. But anyways, national market day, two weeks away. Very drunk day. Um, it is the homecoming for Marquette, and so what I wanted to ask the guy who works in. You know, every now and again in these places, you know, is that a better or worse than the bar crawl days? And, uh, and like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, well, you're laughing. It, it, it's bad. If, so, you're in the, if you're in the service and even if you're not, you know, Marquette to be the absolute worst day there is to work. And oh, it's not, it's wow. not even, it's not even close. Whoa. I could put out, I could put out a poll right now and I think I'd get 100% on National Marquette Day. So you're saying if you go National Market Day versus Shamrock Shuffle versus not the holiday close. weekend, not, not even, even close. close. So no. is it just because everybody's a douchebag? Um, pretty much, and, and 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 it has it has a lot to do with my dislike of Marquette. Is again, not everybody's like this. Not every student, not every fan is like this. But when there is so many stories and truth to, hey. This is my dad. Do you know who my dad is? Do you know, you know, like putting down dad's credit card and the entitlement that it comes with anybody requesting songs, anybody at the bar requesting drinks, food is a hundred percent true. And I've seen it on numerous occasions. Um, but it is, it's just that it's, they think they own the fucking city for the entire day. They think they own the bar. They think they can, you know, do whatever they want. They think the rules don't apply to them. Um, and not in a reckless way. Like I'm not saying like they. No, no, I, I, I but get just what you're like saying, they though. expect the, de- the the demand, and like I said, the entitlement is there. Um, and, and yeah, in Milwaukee, it's it's not even fucking close. So before me and my wife, my wife went to Marquette. Um, a lot of lot of name drops for her. Usually it's a one or two. This has been like three or four for her. Um, but I had a similar feeling about Marquette students. Like I was like, well, I, I like this team. My dad went there. I cheer for them. But when I was like probably 21 to 25, 26, I, I, oh, well, yeah, 26 when I first met her. Like I ran into some real douchebags and I was like, well, shit, I kind of like, kind of get what a lot of my UWM buddies are saying. I kind of get, I didn't really get the Wisconsin side of it because I actually didn't know anyone who actually went to Wisconsin. They just cheer for the Badgers. Like kind of like I do with Marquette. 
But anyways, mm-hmm. here and are there. Um, and so like I kind of understood a little bit of it. And now, like I know those people through through her and yeah, some of them are a little they're a little much. They, you know, they they do push the limits. But yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of a bad apple situation. And and I do think if I like I don't know if UWM had a day like this, I, I do think that there would be, be I think it's just because it's like a homecoming in a massive city. It's not like Eau Claire's homecoming, right? That's very secluded. And I'm sure they and I'd be curious. That's that will be how you would know if this is like one of one or is this just any sort of homecoming is like a major issue. Like if the service industry in Eau Claire says like, yeah, homecoming sucks or like uh, Minneapolis for the Golden Gophers. Like they're like, yeah, it sucks to work homecoming. Like homecoming is the absolute worst because you have people. I think the other part of this besides the like daddy's money type shit is like you have people coming back, reliving their glory days. And they're like, all of a sudden they're like, for this one day, I can be a fucking legend. And I, and it's, it's also those people who like, really have bad hangovers in 30, which I talked about earlier this week, where it's like, I'm only drinking this one time for four months and I'm going to feel like sick as shit. And so you're like, I have to go balls to wells. I have to go to red, white, and blue. I have to go to harp, all this other bullshit. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, you you really don't. Like, you just be an adult. Like, have fun. Let today take you to make fun of drunk kids. And then that's it. But yeah, I, it's, that's fascinating to hear. Uh, I almost now feel like I need to do like a, a national market from the service industry perspective and just come along for the ride. I, I won't <laughs> this year because I have, I have tickets, but, and this is probably my favorite. This is like probably the best. And that's the other thing you want to add a little more fuel to the fire market's really fucking good. So a, it's going to be sold out. B it's going to be, I think probably 10 times, maybe not 10 times worse, but it's going to be bad because one o'clock, you know, the other, I, thing, yeah. I was, the other thing I was thinking is like, and I'm sure there are. Like, how many other universities have a national day? No, you know what I mean? Like, none. like certainly no. none of like it's, certainly no. none of like the state schools do. And I, I mean, even on a bigger scale, like, is there a national Wisconsin Badger Day? Is there a national Alabama Crimson Tide Day? Maybe there is, but, but it also it's like homecoming. Homecoming, homecoming is different because it's it's more of like a parents type of weekend where it's like, hey, come visit, see how your kids doing. Um, you know, maybe the alumni are coming back. Where it's like. There's no football. Obviously, National Market Day is based around the basketball team. Um, right. And like I said, it's a big city, and they're right in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. And, yeah, it's – I mean, it's their their version of a, a their own, you know, city takeover bar crawl. And, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it is. All right. Well, before we wrap, tell the people again where you're at this weekend and early next week so they know where to find you. Yeah, so Third uh, Street Market Hall from like six at six p.m. to nine p.m. I believe, um, Friday afternoon, and then I cap it off at Brothers Friday night. Um, nothing Saturday, but uh, next Tuesday the thirty first, I'll be at Miramar Theater for R and B Tuesdays. Um, that following Wednesday, a week from today, Trinity, and then uh, next Saturday at Sophie. So a good mixture of gigs. Um, yeah, here in definitely. And Dave. Definitely go check out the boy. Um, I'll try to maybe see if I can make my way out as well. Um, so that'll that would that would be on the list if my wife wasn't flying home on on Friday. Who knows? I might have tagged along, but you know that's plans get in the way. And 
we will uh we'll talk in a few for keg jam uh february edition and excited to do that we'll be back tomorrow with mitch uh so looking forward to that with another edition of having the keg uh which we have a lot to talk about there as well all right take care and have a good oh yeah we'll have this playlist up on spotify uh with all the songs we discussed uh, so you can listen there um it's probably at this point we're at about 40 songs so you should have enough to like bring to the gym car rides things like that so uh tap in on that as well all right take care guys have a good one see ya Peace.